Adult content intended for an adult audience only as this contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. The content of this story is purely fiction and not intended for anything but the enjoyment of the listener. If you do not agree with the themes listed in the tags, please do not listen to the story. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link in the comments to further support this author. This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. Support us on Patreon to make requests for subjects you would love to hear. Thank you to those who have already reached out. Green by Death and Taxes Was it wrong for Ayatana to have taken one of the tiny rooms at Yuli's wyvern with the foolish hope for a knock on her door? She lay on her back on the straw-stuffed mattress, one knee cocked up at the ceiling, flipping one of her daggers into the air and catching it by the hilt over and over, a fruitless attempt at soothing repetition in the yellow lamplight. She should have gone back to the wagon with the others. That tavern was crowded enough. You could have found other company. The idea of her mere presence a room or two away from the ranger was putting the balance within the company at risk. They needed absolute trust to fight as a unit, each member laying down their life with the certainty any of the others would defend it. If this went badly, but Ayatana didn't want other company. And this very wrinkle was trouble enough in itself. A and owl hooted outside. Her worries were, in all likelihood, irrelevant. The hour was late, and she ought to be leaning her boots against the foot of the bed. They had a great distance to travel the next day, and the fallen scribe ought to be ASL tap 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 dot a knuckle on wood. Ayatana's heart tried to mutiny. She nearly fumbled the dagger, sloppy, her eyes bored into the back of the door, every muscle frozen, tap tap tap, and why assume it was him? Had they not failed to procure that favor for Arlick Fen? She cringed. Or more fucking werewolves? Werewolves do not knock on doors. Get up. She swung her feet to the floor, blades still in hand. Padded to the door on silent saws, stopping with one hand on the latch, the other ready for nonsense. Yes? A throat cleared. It's me. Ayatana's pulse sped. It's Zajar. Fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. She lifted the latch. Cracked the door a hand span. I'd like to speak with you. His eyes flicked down to the weapon in her grip, and his brow furrowed. Ayatana swallowed chagrin. Sheathed the blade. Right, she said. Sure. She opened the door wide enough to let him pass, popping her head out after for a quick survey of the night. No observers, as far as she could tell. If everything went to the hells, the rogue would deny it all. The ranger had taken a seat on one of the tired old chairs next to the room's single, tiny table. Without that cloak of his, no less. He no longer bothered with the disguise among his allies, at least when strangers weren't around. He'd risked revealing his parentage, the company had rewarded him with acceptance. When he would speak, she could see his mother just as human as Ayatana in the tilt of his brows, the bridge of his nose. Sometimes at the corners of his eyes, the way they gathered when he was amused. But the rest was his father, without a doubt. Blunt jaw, tapered ears. A hint of tusk threatening from lower lip. Not nearly as unnerving as a full-blooded orc, but still. Menacing. Possibly in a way that had this flutter troubling her belly. Pull yourself together. Ayatana leaned her backside against the window ledge, an arm's length from the now-closed door. Nearest the exist was always a good idea. She folded her arms over her chest. Well? 
It feigning nodulence while holding the cage door closed on rampant anxiety was a marketable skill. She could be earning a living right now. Oh, wait. It is. And you are. Ayatana. He pushed a handful of stray dreadlocks back over his head and focused on the floor. My mother, well, turned yellow eyes to her at last. What did she say to you? She let out a huff of amusement. Here we fucking go. You know, she said. I've stood before pirates and thieves and half the liars in Raven's mercy, but your mother. She shook her head. She might have asked me every question but how many grandbabies I was going to give her. Orsish's eyes grew wide. He sat up straighter. Oh yeah, Ayatana went on. She wanted to know how long we'd known each other. He was turning red, which defied logic under gray-green skin. She wanted to know what sort of work we were doing together. The ranger let loose a stammer of half-finished syllables, but she had him on the back foot. All the better for her. She wanted to know if I planned on making a career of this. By the end, she was smiling. Advantage, Ayatana. Sajar began to gesture. I... I am... My mother has assumed things. About us. I have to apologize. Can't say as I blame her. Thank the fucking goddess she could wear confidence like a mask. I haven't been home in years, but if I brought someone home to my parents with an eye for me, my mother would have asked them a million questions, too. And not been nearly so polite about it. Well, that makes some weight, what? His cartwheels had jumped the rut. The whole affair lay overturned in a ditch. They were either going to soar or crash into the ground right now, and leave a crater a league wide. No other options. Someone with an eye for you? His hands were on his knees. What? What are you saying? Ayatana couldn't even bring herself to speak it. She shrugged. Smirked. Made a vague nod in his direction. The half-orc strung a mismatched necklace of words together that made no sense whatsoever. At least a third of them were in Orsish. I don't know what to. He flung a hand in the air, forming sentences at last. I've never been in A involved with anyone. I spent all my time in the forest, for fuck's sake. This was nothing like the violent focus she'd seen when they'd fought in that shipwreck. Gods, you're going to horrify him out of the room. Sajar. She pulled a hand free to gesture at him. The first time we fought together, I almost died. The last time, you almost died. He nodded at this, shoulders easing. This is a dangerous life. For all we know, a short life. If we're going to spend half our time trying not to die, I don't see why we shouldn't spend the other half enjoying ourselves. She swallowed. Jumped headlong. That is, if you're interested in my company. He blinked at her. Too many heartbeats passed. The ranger came to his feet, and the room seemed to shrink as he made his way to the door. And there he goes. What have you done? Should have kept your mouth shut. The latch slid home with a dull clack. Zajar loomed, not outside, but there, between her and the bed. I believe I would like to enjoy the pleasure of your company. For a moment, fear paralyzed her limbs. You got what you wanted. Now what? But he was male. He knew what he wanted. Why complicate it? Ayatana stepped around him with an inviting smile and sat on the edge of the mattress. Leaned back, weighed on her palms. One foot tucked beneath her dot he turned to face her, but moved to the middle of the room. Piqued by his game, 
She arched a brow and let her eyes wander a rude path from his knees to his shoulders, built like a fucking fortress. I, um... Zajar smoothed palms down his thighs and looked everywhere but at her. I haven't, really. She sat forward, balance shifting onto knuckles. All momentum stopped. W.U. never? His mouth went into a grim line. Her head tilted, ear cocked toward him, as though she hadn't heard right. Even paid for it. Everything about him darkened. I should leave. The rogue unfolded like a butterfly blade, off the bed in a glimmer of motion and between the half-orc and the door. She stopped him in mid-step, five splayed fingertips featherlight in the center of his chest. Ayatana was tall enough for a human, but their height difference made her reach. No, she said. It was less of a demand than a wish spoken aloud. Just, I didn't know. Her eyes traveled north to meet his, and found inertia. He didn't want to leave, but where did they go from here? Not even a hand's breadth of space stood between them, and Ayatana let the silence breathe. Some buzz of energy grew at each point where her touch laid over his shirt. She wet her lower lip with her tongue and ghosted a smile at her own clumsy reactions. The corner of Zajar's mouth twitched. Possibility again, rather than forfeit. Her smile warmed further. She tipped a small nod at the chair and gave him a hint of a shove. Sit down. Again, more of a playful suggestion than anything else. Once found, Ayatana knew better than to poke sore spots that he sat. Knees spread in that male way, hands coming to rest where thigh met hip, thumb and forefinger bracketing masculinity on either side. Patient again. Waiting. Oh, yes. Ayatana had been waiting. Too long. She knelt to unlace a boot, eye contact unbroken. Slid one foot free. Then the other. Her fingers worked her belt apart, even as she stood, and the whole thing daggers, pouch, and all dropped to the floor in a heap with the boots. A sweep of her foot had them shoved under the bed. Zajar absorbed it all, inscrutable. When her fingers moved to work on her bracers, however, Ayatana knew an instant of panic. After the leather, at some point it would be her shirt. He would see the scars. He would ask her if stop it. Stop. It she shook the thought away and picked apart the buckles, setting the bracers aside with the rest. Now was the time, but the rogue had to will her feet to move. Hell's teeth, he's the virgin. Quit acting like a scared rabbit. I in and out, she took a breath, and made her way toward trouble. Quick and smooth, before she could second guess, Ayatana straddled his legs. Aside from bringing his knees closer together for her, the orc's son made no move. Well, other than to spare a glance down to where her thighs parted around him now. He raised a brow dot of course. Her move. Still her move. She just wasn't used to this. Now you're grown, she began, tracing a pair of fingertips along the neck of his shirt. So I know you're capable of telling me when you've had enough. This much was obvious, but tonight was new territory, and not just for him. You're stalling, he said again with the skip in her pulse. Maybe. Her touch lifted to his jaw. Ayatana leaned in, risking another step. The ranger pulled away, focus shifting from her mouth to her eyes and back. She could see his chest rise and fall. He was not calm. There could be no retreat for her. Not if she wanted this. Ayatana smiled, far softer than her usual taunting smirk. You don't kiss? 
Maybe among orcs it didn't happen, but he had to have seen it somewhere. A public square. A tavern. His features shifted. Caution lowered to a simmer. Almost too subtle to notice, Zajar tilted his face. Ayatana kissed him. For a heart-wrenching moment, the effort was all hers. But then he came along. At the return press of lips, her eyes drifted closed. At the first venture of her tongue, sliding along his upper lip, he inhaled. More. She settled into it. His mouth opened. They got to know one another. The rasp of his tongue was something just outside human, but not unpleasant against hers. And the jut of those lower canines was a new fascination. Not sharp enough to be a worry just now, but a reminder. This was all foreign. She only had half an idea what she was doing. His hands came to settle on her thighs, warming her skin through the breeches. Her fingers laced behind his neck. The further she sank onto his lap, the less she doubted his interest. Fucking hard and nudging the back of her leg. Some things were different, but others? Always the same. Ayatana sat back and couldn't repress a stupid grin. Zajar was less balanced, his jaw slack, eyes questioning. She plucked at his shirt. Take this off. Now his arms came back. They folded across his chest. You first. Her smile showed teeth, and she tapped him on the lower lip once with a finger. I like the way you bargain, Ranger. Ayatana took a breath. I in for a copper. A few tugs had the tail of her shirt loose from her breeches. She crossed her arms and pulled it over her head. Dropped it to the floor. Now she had his full attention. The defensive fold of his forearms loosened, but something stopped him. If only to banish awkward silence, she raked a hand through her hair, settling the dark mass back behind her shoulders. Whether it was the movement that broke him loose, or the lift of her bare breast, Zajar's palms came back to her thighs. Only now they were sliding. To her hips. Her waist. His thumbs pushed over her belly, those dark nails of his, almost claws, dimpling the flesh. She hissed and tilted her hips, an arch coming into her back. Her breast was in his hand. Both of them were. And no sooner had his touch discovered tight nipples, opening that new doorway to sensation, than he descended and she was lost. She was in his mouth. Goddess, that tongue, those teeth were pulling at her. One of his arms had curled behind her back, supporting her where she would have lost her balance. The other hand had crossed over her backside, and fingers dug into the meat there, possessive out of nowhere, as he accepted her offering. Some wine happened in her throat, and her hips ground. Zajar. Yellow eyes looked up, a predator pausing over the feast of a kill. Too much? He said. Blood sang in her ears. No. His head ducked again, and he took her in, mirroring his affections on the other side. She had nothing with which to compare it. He didn't try to seduce, to be smooth or play some game. He just devoured, sucking, biting. The hand at her back stole around to test the give of her free nipple, tugging past her threshold of pain, mauling the teardrop of flesh. Pale, seashell pink pillowed under gray-green, and Ayatana moaned. When he left off, she could feel the flush in her cheeks. She had to breathe through an open mouth. There was no mistaking the ridge of lust, hot on the back of her thigh, and when he met her eyes again, it was with a wolf's smile that it didn't matter what he had or hadn't done before tonight. 
Sajar had a taste for it now. A feel for how it ought to be. Things would go quick, now. Too quick, if Ayatana didn't do anything about it. He settled back in the chair, and she took the opening to tug at his shirt again. Come on, she said. Your turn. Now it went like nothing. The half-orc shirt was gone, hoisted from the back of his neck and discarded with hers at their feet. Uncertainty shed with half their clothing, and it was indeed his turn. His turn to be stared at. His turn for hesitation to slow her touch. Ayatana moved down instead of up, fingertips tracing a collarbone, a flat expanse of muscle. Goddess, look at him. She needed his mouth again, and leaned in. He gave it, kisses far less restrained this time. And now there was so much heat, so much skin. Everywhere they touched was hot like stone in the summer sun. Her breasts flattened over his chest, and she was not shy about rocking her way higher to fit them together at the HIP.AS. The lewd pantomime continued on his lap. The ranger's noises of enjoyment were a warning. Ayatana had to extract herself before she made a literal mess of things. She broke the kiss with a nip of teeth and levered herself up off his chest. Had her thighs slipping between his, one after the other, as she slid to kneel on the floor. He followed her movements with heavy lidded confusion and a lazy smile. Ayatana, you don't know, fuck. She palmed him through coarse linen, pushed the heel of her hand along his length. He was on the edge already, she could see it in his fingers, curling into fists atop his thighs. The way his breath came through his mouth, Ayatana couldn't help herself. She closed the distance and tasted her way down every perfect, shirtless rise and valley, the hand between them making promises to his erection all the while. A scatter of coarse hair followed the dip of his navel, leading her lower, lower. Fingers accustomed to picking locks and copying tiny script began to work on the lacing to his breeches. And then a hand was on hers. Ayatana stilled and raised her eyes. His brow had furrowed. You don't have to. Despite the vulgarity of her intentions, it might have been one of the sweetest things the rogue ever seen. She brushed a kiss along his knuckles. Sure. Her hands resumed their work. Let me take care of you. The half-orc probably had no idea how little time she was about to spend taking care of him. Perhaps another night if he wanted another they could come back and try this again. His cautioning hand had fallen away, and the way Ayatana could feel him controlling the speed of his breath had a steady hum building between her legs. She tugged his breeches open. Had him out. It would be worth it to be sore in the morning. Sweet gods. She stroked his cock through the circle of her fingers, and couldn't resist dragging the velvet of him along her cheek. Sajar hissed. A clear bead of dew formed at his tip, where he was somehow ruddy in the same way he blushed when she'd fumbled her way into this whole situation in the first place. Yes. Another night. This was his first time, and he was not Ayatana took him into her mouth. Sank down once, going to last. Salt was on the back of her tongue in jets. Fingers dug into her shoulder and orsish profanity burst out overhead, panic and pleasure at once, the sound of her name somewhere in the middle. She swallowed him down, milking him for those last grunts of satisfaction. When she rose to assess the damage, Sajar's head had fallen back. His ribs rose and fell. Ayatana, I'm... He swallowed to wet his throat and looked down at her again. At himself, spent, hanging against rumpled fabric. I wasn't trying T-dash, stop. 
she shook her head. Smiled. You needed it. Now we can take our time. You did that on purpose. It was an accusation. Not an entirely unfriendly one, but still. Her grin widened. Yes. The ranger tried to right himself in the chair, and the wood gave an ominous creak. Ayatana chuckled. Come on, she said, pushing herself to her feet. Before we have to leave extra coin for destroying furniture. She was peeling off the last of her clothing, breeches and socks, even as her steps grapevine backward to the bed. There was no point in hiding now. By the time she sat, making a face at the scratchy mattress, Zajar had stood and was doing the same. He still had boots to lose, however, and it gave her more time to stare, and stare she did. Tendons shifted over his wrists and forearms as he bent to loosen leather. Muscle-corded thighs when he shucked off breeches in the lamplight. And the way his shoulders moved. Ayatana found herself uncurling her toes. There was something pleasing in their symmetry of opposites. He could lose someone in a mountain range, she in the alleys and tunnels of a city. He spoke the languages of beasts, she of men and their ilk. The ranger was perhaps a darker shade of morally ambivalent than Ayatana, but it would be a denial to say this was the first time her attraction had fallen on such a one dot when he met her eye, nude at last, she couldn't help the catch of her breath. Zajar approached, and the bed sank under his weight as he joined her to sit on its edge. He bent a knee and pulled one foot up onto the blankets, the other still on the floor so he might make a space. A space into which he pulled Aitana, arms coming around her waist, dragging her back against his chest, until she sat much the same way. There was leisure in his touch now, but the half-orc was neither tired nor ready to end their night. She let her head drop back to his shoulder while his palms smoothed over her thighs, her belly and breasts. So fucking soft, he said. Ayatana turned her face and pushed a low whine beneath his jaw, along with a series of open-mouthed kisses. But Zajar was not trying to pay compliments. At least not altogether. His right hand crept up her sternum until fingers circled her throat. Nails pressed into her skin. The ranger was making a point. I could break you in half. The dark words fell on her ear, less a threat and more a frustration. She shivered, and not from the fear the wall of unpredictable muscle at her back warranted. Ayatana squirmed, her backside grinding a cock that was twitching back to life. You can try. He growled and pinned her tighter, unwilling to go ignored. Why? He insisted. Why do you want this? She hummed against his grip and her eyes fluttered shut. Her combat ally did not understand the degree to which his tactics were undermining his purpose. The more violence he promised, the harder her heart pounded. Ayatana laced her own fingers through the larger set around her neck and pulled them down away from worry, down along the center of her body until their combined touch dipped between her thighs. You're thinking too much, she said, guiding his hand to her heat. Don't. Just feel. There was a moment of held breath at the idea of claws meeting delicate, feminine flesh, but Zajar moved with care. He traced through pink ruffles nearly to the cleft between her cheeks, exploring. You're wet. She tilted her hips. My body knows what I want, she said. Male fingertips slid, quested. I want you, Zajar. A groan vibrated from under his ribs at this, and at the same moment, he found her entrance. Slipped inside, 
possibly not even on purpose, but right up to the second knuckle, all the same. She writhed on his hand. He had no idea what to do with it yet, but Ayatana didn't care. Kisses were on her throat, that rough tongue making tracks. I don't. He nipped at the soft part of her ear. I don't think I'll fit. She could have chuckled. Yes, you will. But then was serious, twisting in his arms to face him. Do you want to? Lightning crackled between brown and yellow eyes. His hand slipped away, and Ayatana scrambled to her knees. The urgency in the air was message enough. The half-orc had both feet on the floor again, as he had while on the chair. And just like before, she swung a leg over his lap, a knee on the mattress on either side dot they'd been a lot less naked the first time. Ayatana rolled her hips. His erection jutted straight out between her thighs, and she painted him in arousal, shameless. His grip went to her cheeks, the instinct to hold her and thrust older than time. Zajar. She stilled herself. Do you want me? Yes. He bit down on the word. Now. It was all she needed. She came up on her knees and took hold of him at the base, angling the blunt head to the place she ached for it. How had they arrived here? Unreal Dotsajar's eyes were intense on the diminishing space between them. Her weight began to do the work, that first flared measure boring up into her on liquid desire alone. The ranger was still incredulous. I told you, it won't double you, oh fuck. Ayatana slid halfway down his cock with a gasp. Some involuntary twitch from one of them she wasn't sure who had moved enough muscle to open the way. She put a hand on his shoulder to steady herself for the rest. He was wrong about whether she could take him, but, come morning, Ayatana would most certainly be feeling it. Her brow nodded and her mouth came open as she spread her thighs wider to close the gap. Thick, male need stretched her to a point where she had to remind herself to breathe, and she did, exhaling in a rush when the last of him disappeared. She met his eyes again and couldn't help growing a fool's grin. The kind one exchanged after someone has narrowly avoided falling from a cliff, all shaky triumph and praise for luck. See? His grasp on her hips was like he thought she might fly off and go careening around the room, and the set of his jaw told Ayatana they'd both be glad she'd relieved some of his pressure already. She began to move. Gods. It was all he said, but it was plenty summary for them both. A mere curl of her hips lit more sensation of flame than the rogue could ever remember. Just to rock herself into his lap was enough to pull a string of curses from the back of her tongue. Ayatana wanted him to see. She brought a hand to either side of his face, thumbs just in front of his ears, fingers cupping the base of his skull, demanding he look. Eyes locked with hers, and she let her face tell him everything. Look. The bridge of her nose creased as she drew her body up, dragging half his cock, now slick, back into the open air. Look what you do to me. Her mouth fell open, upper lip curled, as she hilted him by measures, again doubt I in turn, Ayatana watched his patience burn away. She churned on the length of his prick and his nostrils flared. Whimpered at the bruising grip he'd moved to her thighs, and a warning rumbled in his chest. Whatever limits Ajar veered away from, she knew the moment they crossed it. Ayatana. His tone made her go still. She lowered her hands to his chest, and he thumped inside her. I... I want what? She said, barely a breath. Tell me. I need to em dash. 
He chewed his lip, desperation spilling over. I need to mount you. His eyes pled for understanding, forgiveness. Heat surged between her legs. Yeah, you do. She brushed the words past his ear as she rolled from his lap to the mattress behind them. By the time he turned and climbed fully onto the bed, Ayatana was on her back, knees spread like a harlot, massaging her slit with the flat of a palm. Zajar wasted no time, crawling between her thighs, glossy shaft in hand. She reached down to help him home, angling her hips, lifting them off the bed. Weight was on his side this time and, when their bodies aligned, the half-orc sank into the root. Some noise came out of her then that Ayatana wouldn't have made if she could have helped it. It was far too weak, too vulnerable a sound to make in front of another person, but it was out of her now, and she gave up trying to care. For a moment, she this way, Zajar only stared, his thumbs curling over her hip bones. As if from this vantage point, he could believe it even less. A hint of tongue slipped out to wet his lips. I'll try to be gentle, he said. Ayatana squeezed around him. Don't. He came forward, leaning his weight onto one arm, letting his cock glide out and then back in, tentative. Watching her. Go on. She gave him a tiny, rapid nod. Do it. He surged forward and Ayatana was ready. G-H-H-H-F fuck. Down on both arms now. He bottomed out. Withdrew. Did it again. Again. Dreadlocks hung around his face. Muscles in his arms shifted. Ayatana smoothed her palms over his chest, dug her heels into the backs of his thighs. Ground the coarse hair above his shaft against swollen folds each time their bodies met. A hand came up to skim the crease at her hip, the rise of her mound, as though his own eyes weren't enough to take in how he split her. She groaned when he pushed his nails along her belly. Let out a high-pitched whine when he pinched a nipple. Every place I touch, he said, smearing a thumb over her lower lip. You make a different sound. Ayatana nodded, panting, in no disagreement at all, and Zajar pushed two fingers into her mouth. A stifled meal became her next news sound, and she sucked what he gave her, dripping pussy begging from below for anything else he had, until some new thing went out of balance. Both of his hands were back on the bed. Please! He plumbed in and out of her still, but there was something more dire than ever in that single word. The effort was plain on his face. Ayatana waited for the rest, but it didn't come. Zaj, what? She slipped a hand to his neck to bring him back. Please! He stopped. Met her eyes. Be on your knees for me, Ayatana. I need it. Another nod from her this one more urgent, and Zajar sat back on his heels. The relief on her channel was immediate, but it wasn't what she wanted. Ayatana cleared his body with one leg and pivoted onto the opposite hip, rolling to face the mattress. Both knees tucked up and spread, her ass in the air offering that most primal sign of heat that he was on her again in a heartbeat, cock driving home before she could catch her breath. There was no time to prepare. Hands had her by the hips, hauling her back onto him with force, vigor. Ayatana yelped there was too, too much of him but Zajar kept going. Marble-hard cock plowed into her, relentless, and Ayatana bounced on his thighs. A stream of grunted, orsish words tumbled down her back, subduing any impulse she had other than to receive. The noises she made would have been humiliating, but Ayatana had no shame left. Zajar fucked her. 
It didn't matter that she was his first. Nature alone seemed to be enough to tell his muscles what to do. Take. Mate. Breed. Somewhere in the chaos, she managed to slip a hand between her legs and went to work adding the last little nudge she needed. Zodge. Flesh slapping. Fingers dancing over a bead of flesh, skirting the edge. There was more coming. More. Wavering dot he snapped his hips against her ass, spearing into her. Faster. Just like Dash. Zajar, I'm an NGH. Her eyes opened wide. Blood rushed in her ears. Ayatana came. Pussy clamped down, sucking the fat prick inside it. Back bowed, sex fluttering, uncontrolled. Her mouth was open, but no sound came out, and Zajar slowed, if only some, responding to the change. Her knees gave out and Ayatana sank to the mattress, Zajar following her down, pinning her with his weight. There was nothing left but to take his cock, and he gave it, knees outside hers, bucking up against her prone body. A hand came wedging up under her shoulder, on the side where she turned her head. Fingers clamped over bone for advantage, fitting her down, sealing her around his lust. Twin points of focused pain flared in the meat between her spine and shoulder as Zajar bit down, lost in his need. Coordination was over. There was no space left between their bodies. It was all grinding and delirium, breath hissing into the crook of her neck. Musk scenting the air. This was a rut dot he was rutting her. She groaned and let him. Cock stuffed her full. Obscene sounds filled the tiny room behind the tavern. His rhythm slipped. Became erratic with his breathing. Ayatana woke up. Zajar. He pushed and worked. Plunged deep and held it. Zaj. Again. Deep. Fuck. If you don't want to put a child in me, you need to pee dash. Out. He was out, and Ayatana was empty. Hot manhood sluice between her cheeks. Once, twice. He snarled. Ayatana! Fuck! Hard flesh kicked. He hunched over her, and scalding completion bloomed on her lower back, the pool building in spurts. She gulped down air as his weight lifted. Felt the tremor in his arms when his peak took the last of his strength that he dropped alongside her, wind rasping in and out of his throat. Ayatana was limp. A spare thought skipped past that there was no expendable fabric in this room for cleaning. Then the heel of a palm came down on her tailbone and smeared a thick path from there to the top of her spine, painting her with seed, fingers lacing into her hair, into a fist. Sajar growled in her ear. Mine! The words settled on her like a fog rolling in. Somewhere in the haze, her heels managed to ruck the blankets down, and Zajar did the rest to get them out from under her, to drag the woolens up to their chests, where she found sense enough to roll onto her side and drape a leg over his. Ayatana would never know. She was asleep, and no one had doused the lamp. It didn't matter. The end. This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. Visit the other channels for more stories with a different focus. Support us on Patreon to make requests for subjects you would love to hear. Thank you to those who have already reached out.